All right, everybody, welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Today is Friday, April 3rd, 2020. I am your host, Detroit sports writer Noel Bianchi, here today with longtime Red Wings fan Ethan Smith. Hi. How are you, pal? Quarantined, uh, not showing any signs of sickness. Um, let's see. I cleaned out a room in my basement that hasn't been cleaned in a couple of years, and uh, I'm just finding ways to pass the time. <laughs> we also got Sergio Colchester, friend of the program, recurring guest uh, in-house today. Not in studio because we're hashtag social distancing, trying to hashtag flatten the curve. Uh, but Sergio, welcome in. Boys, I'm just happy I'm not playing guitar on Instagram Live right now. Yeah, I think everybody is. Uh, okay, so that was that was a joke, and nobody laughed. That sounded really mean. I laughed. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding. I love your Instagram lives. Uh, okay, let's just hop right into it. We're doing the the greatest Red Wings tournament. We're in the round of 32. We did the first half of the bracket on yesterday's episode. If you haven't listened to that one already, I would recommend going back and uh, taking a gander at it. Sergio gets pretty anti-Henrik Zetterberg, and we had, to, uh, we had to euthanize his takes for a little bit there. But that's neither here nor there. We're going to have some fun, some good old-fashioned clean fun uh, on today's episode. Be sure to subscribe to this, uh, this podcast when this tournament keeps going on. Every Thursday and Friday, you're able to have these episodes ready when you wake up in the morning. Uh, and then be sure to follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Red Wings so you can participate in the listeners poll. We had some great, uh, a lot of, lot of participation on our first one, so uh, look to keep that going. But we have our first matchup of Friday's episode of the bottom half of the round of 32, and it is the number three overall. Terry Sawchuk against number 30 overall, Johan Franzen. Ethan, we'll start with you. Okay, 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 good. I'm happy you're starting with me. Let me unlock my phone really quick. Terry Sawchuk <laughs> had, had 14 years with the Red Wings. He won four Vesnas. He won the Calder the, as the league's best goaltender. He won the Calder Memorial Trophy as the best rookie. Name another goalie that happens to. Well, Can't. when there's only six teams, like you pointed out yesterday. Different back then. Right. Yeah, he right. won what? four Stanley Cups. He's eighth all time in wins, which you can't say that's because he was yeah, no. sick. That's a that's a bona fide. Uh... And he's fourth all times game played. And this dude never wore a helmet. <laughs> Do you understand <laughs> what I'm talking about? Oh, I understand. This guy, this guy is the fourth all times game played as a goaltender. And he never wore a helmet. Have you guys seen his face? Google Terry Sawchuk. Oh, it's messed up. He's got stitches for days. Certifiably jacked up. God. All right, Sergio. Terry Sawchuk not having a lot of success at the uh, at the bar on Friday night. But you never know. Chick, I feel like uh, the the post World War II chicks uh, really dig that kind of stuff. That's a good point. Uh, chicks dig cars. Mm-hmm. Should never forget that the great Keanu Reeves. Um, boys, when I show up at Little Caesars Arena, when I show up at Joe Louis Arena, I, 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 I walk in in my red number 93 Johan Franzen jersey. So to say I'm not biased is, is going to be a little bit of a misnomer. Um, but I'm about to make a really, really inexcusably bad, bad choice. Johan Franzen. Johan Franzen once scored five goals in a 
playoff game. Once. Against the Colorado Avalanche of all, of all teams. I uh, had one good playoff was, series, Sergio. He was, capable, he was capable of scoring surges unlike anybody that I have ever seen in the game of hockey. He had an absolute laser of a wrist shot. Uh, probably my favorite wrist shot in Red Wings history. He was a badass. He was a monster. Uh, you know, he threw his body around. He played recklessly. Uh, it's a forgotten part of Red Wings lore. He was a more critical piece of the early 2010s Red Wings than Henrik Zetterberg was. And for those reasons, that. I'm still going to pick Terry Sacha because I'm going to get absolutely destroyed on Twitter if I, if I actually do this. Ken, <laughs> Ken Holland signing uh, Franzen over Hosa was the original domino of this team starting to just slide downhill. You saw Hosa put up injuries, another though, 10, okay, 10, okay. 10 years. For, okay, 10 okay. Years. You can't yes. blame him for the concussion. Yes, yes. No, I can't. still no, – listen, I okay. – At least he didn't retire because he couldn't wear his equipment. He has a disease. He has a disease. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the thing. I think that there's a world – Wait, wait, wait. Could... No, and I got to apologize. <laughs> that was a really insensitive comment, and I immediately retract it, and I blame it on the barley wine IPA that I just, that I just finished. I know, I know. I've been, I just talked some shit about concussions, and that's just <laughs> horrible. So yeah, you guys are both bad people. Uh, here's the thing: Sergio brings it out of me. I see, I see a scenario where I could make a case for Johan Franzen over Terry Sawchuk in a different world. If things end up differently for Johan Franzen, I still stand by that it was a right decision to sign Johan Franzen over Marion Hossa because of what happened Thank you, in the boy. 2009 playoffs. I think, nope. I think you make that decision 10 times out of 10. He's a guy you drafted. Uh, he's a guy that's been with the organization. I love Marion Hosa as a hockey player. I love what he brought to the Red Wings for that one season. But when you look so at that it, just so that shows you how you spoiled Red Wings fans are. A, a forty goal scorer falls in your lap. Johan like, Franzen yeah, but was this a forty guy. goal scorer. This is about Johan Franzen versus Terry. Sanchez. I'll argue Hosa till I die. Johan Franzen simply does not have the longevity to hold up to Terry Chalk. Terry Sawchuk. But I think when you think about a lot of the things that Johan Franzen brought to the table, you know, just the, when we talk about characters, he was a great character, like the mule, like that was incredible. Uh, he was a, he was a different type of skilled player than we've had. than we've, you know, talked about on this podcast when, you know, he wasn't an Iserman or a, a Datsuk or whatever. Uh, he just, just put the puck in the net. He just net, put man. the puck in the net. He was huge. He was great. He could bust somebody's nose. He didn't wear a shield. Uh, in the year same of like, Ta- same with Todd Bertuzzi. Look where that got him. Second round exit. All right. Well, you don't got to be so rude. Uh, it's Terry Sachuk. Sorry, we'll, I'm all we'll amped up. You guys this. brought hosts into this. I, I understand. Uh, it's Terry Sachuk. He's moving out of the next round. Next I, was, I was actually really nervous about that. I thought you guys were going to really push hard. For <laughs> I know. I, I know. I was hoping Sergio was going to vote for Franz and then I could scare the hell out of you. But alas, I, sw- I swerved you guys pretty hard, didn't I? You did. You yeah, did. you did. You did. You did. I never thought for a second you weren't you weren't gonna pick Franzen. <laughs> all right, I, I had all this shit typed up in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, number four, sorry, number fourteen overall uh, versus number nineteen overall. Uh, it's gonna be number fourteen Chris Osgood versus number nineteen Jim Devilano. 
Uh, I think I know where you guys are going with this, so we'll, we'll start with Sergio on this one. Well, first, I, I need to call you out, Nolan. I, uh, I listened to the pod on Wednesday uh, with Terry Foster, the uh, you know, aptly named Ozzy Pod, and uh, I just I, – I was forlorn, shocked, disgusted that you would have an Osgood pod without me on it. And uh, I just want to get that out there. But I also want to tell the listeners, it was incredible. It was an incredible podcast, and you should all listen to it because it was, it was really cool. Uh, that all being said, uh, this is a no-brainer. Um, I shouldn't say it's a no-brainer. Sergio, Sergio. I argue for, De- no-brainer. for Devilano to be on this, on this list. Sergio. Jimmy Devilano. We should, we should really – yeah, give give Devilano his write off because I think we should save all of our ammo all right. on Ozzy for when we oh, need it because we whoa, both whoa, know whoa, that whoa, we're whoa, both whoa, picking Ozgood. We both know. All right, yes, so, this like, is true. Okay, we, well, okay, he's already okay. on the next let, one. Hold on, let me, let me let me try and change one of your let, minds. Let's let Nolan go first. Let you me can. try and change one of your okay. minds. Jim Devilano hired as the manager or general manager of the Detroit Red Wings in 1982 brings the Red Wings out of the worst period in franchise history, is the architect of the Russian Five, is the master to Ken Holland's apprentice, and therefore the master to Steve Eiserman's apprentice. So in a way, Jim Devilano has not only, not only orchestrated the 90s Red Wings and early 2000s Red Wings, but he also, I mean, he stayed on as a, I think it was a senior VP in the organization throughout, uh, you know, through at least the 2008 cup. But I just think when you look at the domino effect of what he did for this franchise and showing the ropes to, you know, Holland uh, and then, you know, by proxy, Steve Eiserman and just the, the culture of management that I think that he uh, cultivated alone I think makes it a very, very compelling argument. Now, look, I understand he's not going to win this round. Osgood's going to go on to the second round or the third round. That's fine. But I think that Jim Devilano is – is you guys are writing this off a little bit too easily. Let me, let me piggyback off of that, Nolan. Uh, a couple of things. First, you have to remember he did this all with the New York Islanders as well. Yes. Jim Devilano is – unquestionably the greatest executive in NHL history. It's, it's, it's not even close. If there was a Jack Adams award for the executive, it would be named after Jimmy Devilano. And I don't know, don't fact check me. There might be, (laughs) there might be a Jack Adams award for executive and it might be named after somebody else. That being said, uh, Jim, you know, I'm the one that argued to make sure that we took Ken Holland off the bracket and add Jimmy Devilano. There are very few people on the entire bracket that, that would take necessary. over the architect of the Red Wings <laughs> dynasty. <laughs> Very few people I would argue uh, against him for. Um, but unfortunately, Chris Asgood is one of those people. I, I would say to the listeners, all-time uh, pillar of the Red Wings organization, Chris Osgood's my favorite athlete of all time. Chris Osgood. All right, fine. Now this is where things get interesting. We have number 22 overall, Chris Chelios. Against... Wait, Ethan, Ethan didn't give his vote. It's Chris oh. Osgood. Oh. He gave his vote. Oh. 
It's Chris Osgood. <laughs> <laughs> All right, up next. Uh, this is this is going to be my favorite one of the, the tournament. Number 22 overall, Chris Chalios versus number 54 overall, the Tyler Bertuzzi. Sergio, we'll start with you. It's Tyler Bertuzzi. I don't even need to go on a long, <laughs> a long rant about this. Chris Chalios is – Chris, listen, we already took Tyler Bertuzzi over Alex Delvecchio. So Sid Abel. Or Sid not Abel. Alex Delvecchio. God, that was Sid Abel. We already took Tyler Bertuzzi over Sid Abel. If, if he's going over Sid Abel, he's definitely going over career Blackhawk Black Chris Chelios. That's Chris a great Chelios, point. Great, great guy. Uh, career. Super cool dude. Super cool dude. Definitely want to hang out with him on the beach in Malibu with Dr. Cox from Scrubs. But, listen, he came over here when he was already washed up. He lasted a really, really long time. Uh, and still probably should move on over Tyler Bertuzzi. But for three or four months, really, really recently, I really enjoyed watching Tyler Bertuzzi play <laughs> hockey. So it's, 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 it's Bert all the way. If his uncle couldn't move on, then uh, he's got to do it. He's got to hold it. He's got to. He's got to carry his family over over uh, the second weekend. Okay. Okay. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Nope. No. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, wait, I, hold on. I know, I know where Ethan stands on this, so I'm going to go last because I, I still don't better, know. I'm, I'm undecided. I'm undecided. I'm undecided. What do you got, Ethan? One, he was not a career <laughs> Blackhawk. He played 10 seasons for Chicago and he played eight seasons for Montreal before he even went to Chicago. Two, he played for 10 seasons for the Red Wings, which, guess what? Same amount of time he played for Chicago. So, oh, okay, that doesn't, that doesn't even count. Three, he play, had a 27-year career. He retired when he was 48 years old. Oh, he's the man. He's, he's, uh, he's an awesome dude. Five. Sent both of his kids to Michigan State. Oh, I, I even have a cool story about Chris Chelios that I just remembered, too, that I'm going to say after the 15 stats I have here. Five, he has the seventh most games played of all time. He's 12th in penalty minutes. He also played for the Motor City Mechanics in Frazier for, like, half a season. <laughs> okay? 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 He also played two games in Grand Rapids. He's been all over the place. And he, Is, was also, he was also an assistant captain for the Red Wings for numerous years. Also, he was an assistant coach from 2015 to 2018. Did you guys remember that? Does Tyler Bertuzzi have any of these things? No, he doesn't. See, but Tyler Bertuzzi has... Another thing, I'm not even <laughs> done yet. This guy has three Norris trophies. Does Tyler Bertuzzi have... Any trophy? No, he doesn't. I'm sure he has a lot. He, of, also, he has a Calder Cup. I'm not even done yet. He also had the best plus minus and won an award for it called the Bud Light Plus Minus Award in 2002. <laughs> and in the 2006-2007 season, he won the Marc Messier Leadership Award, given out to one person in the entire Goddamn NHL. And this dude is just tan as shit, and he makes it work for him, and he has a great personality, and he stayed local after he retired. And I swear to God, 
I will leave. <laughs> I will come to your guys' houses if you guys put Tyler Bertuzzi over. All right, icon, <laughs> hockey hall of famer, Chris Chelios. Wait, can I really quick? I want to tell a cool story about the time I met Chris Chelios. Right, we'll make it speedy because we're already going. I will. I will. I will. No, I will. I will. Take your time, Ethan. This is. I'm having a blast listening. Thank you. So I was a child. I was just seven, eight, wide-eyed, and just looking at the world like, what, what am I going to do here? Just playing hockey. It was just a random Tuesday or Wednesday, and I was playing in Rochester at a place called the Onyx. And my dad took me to this practice, and then as I'm in the locker room getting undressed, well, yes, I was getting undressed, and then my dad, like, runs in the room, and he's like, come on, 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 come on. So I just hurry up and we get out of there as fast as I can, as we could. And he goes, dude, Chris Chelios is at the other side of the arena. He said, I was outside smoking a cigarette and a Rolls Royce phantom pulled up to the, <laughs> to the, to the arena or to the rink. And my dad just goes, well, that's somebody famous. And then he watched his daughter wow. and I ran up there with a goalie stick and I was like, can, can, can you sign this? And then he signed it for me. And then he said, have a great night. Chris Chelios played nine seasons for the Chicago Blackhawks, had 487 points. Chris Chelios played 10 years for the Detroit Red Wings, had 158 points. He's already 40 when he got here. And once again, I want to allude to the fact that we have not even begun to tap into what Tyler Bertuzzi is going to be as a Detroit Red Wing. How many times have you, did you go to a Red Wings game while Chris Chelios was here in Detroit and say, I'm going to this game and I can't wait to see Chris Chelios? How often when you go to see a Red Wings game nowadays are you like, man, I can't wait to see Tyler Bertuzzi? Probably very often. He's one of the main guys you're always looking for. He's the most fun guy on this entire team. He's a, he, he looks like, once again, he's got all the intangibles. He's got the missing teeth. He's got the goofy, He's never put attitude. up 50 points in a season he's well, he never hasn't put up had 50 the points in a season well he's he would have this year had it goals not in a been season. he, he might have had, this year tyler bertuzzi doesn't have 50 goals in his career guys <laughs> yet he doesn't have 50 yet. goals in his career yet i think when you when you talk about when you oh talk about my god <laughs> no one oh, are, oh my god listen no and i are very 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 prepared to look like humongous assholes for this. <laughs> it's Tyler Bertuzzi. It's Tyler we're Bertuzzi. Seeing something. We're, we're seeing something. We're seeing between the lines. Uh, you guys. We're, we're, have, we're, we're, you guys living, we're living in the year 3000. Yeah, we are. You guys are, have just we, kicked off two Hockey Hall of Famers. Two iconic Hockey Hall of Famers for a guy that doesn't have 50 goals in his career. You see Tyler Bertuzzi and I'm go okay down to his knee. And take a one-timer <laughs> three. Dude, I'm I'm I I'm fucking baffled by this game <laughs> that you two are playing right now. Three Norris trophies, oh, oh, and a guy that doesn't have 50 goals in his career is gonna go on. Oh, I'm losing my shit. All right, so Tyler Bertuzzi, there you have it, folks, uh, is gonna go on. To the Sweet 16. Oh, Who would have thought the Cinderella story that we all needed oh, during this I, trying I time in American and Red Wings history? Uh, and and he's, you know what? I gotta say, his next his next opponent, it's gonna be another tight race. It's the number six seed, Sergey Fedorov, 
Person number overall 27, Al Sabaka. Okay, so really quick. I just want to be clear. Sergey Fedorov is a two seed. Yeah, like two for seed. The number six overall. We didn't, we didn't make Sergey Fedorov a six seed. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, go on. Ethan. Dude, I, I'm, rel- I'm a relatively quiet person, and I don't yell. I've been yelling in my room for the last 10 minutes trying to get a Hall of Famer over. Tyler, I can't let this go. I can't let this go. <laughs> I don't know what game you guys are playing right now. We're not playing any game. I'm thinking, yeah, yeah. I'm being real. I will give you, I'm going to give you the heart trophy of this podcast for your advocacy. Mm-hmm. Oh, me too. Me too. That was, hey, I, that was incredible. Hey, I, listen, I was blown away. You made a very I'm, convincing argument for Ch- Chris Chelios over Tyler Bertuzzi, and I applaud you for that. But at the end of the day, it just wasn't enough. No. All right. Uh, we have Sergey Fedorov versus Al Sabaka. Ethan, we'll start with you. Fedorov. Fedorov. That's it. Uh, let's give let's give El Sabaka a bit of a swan song. We are like running short on time. Uh, El Sabaka, great guy, great hype man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you were a club promoter, you'd want El Sabaka to be the guy. Uh, he, he's a he's a feature act uh, of the Red Wings of of Club Red Wing, if you will. El Sabaka twirling the octopus around is uh, you know just one of the a, most iconic things in Red Wings history. Just a beautiful thing, and and I think he's one of those just happy to be here in the second round, guys. Absolutely. So, yeah, All right, uh, up next, we have number seven overall, Ted Lindsay versus number 26 overall, Larry Murphy. Uh, I'll go first. I mean, it's obviously – it's, it's Ted Lindsay. There's not much – yeah, there's not much to talk about. Uh, if you just think about the – I mean, we'll we'll save a lot of this for, you know, later on down the road because uh, he, he is going to have a matchup against one of his constituents, I believe, in the next round. Obviously, we'll see once we get there. But, uh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Ted Lindsay. Uh, I think this one's pretty obvious. And yeah, Ted, Ted Lindsay. Cool. All right, so up next, number 10 overall. This, this is pretty cool. A little, little, little Easter egg here for you. This was a lot of this was randomized in terms of you know what number overall these guys were. Ted Lindsay, number seven overall. Alex Delvecchio, number ten overall. Pretty cool. Their seed match, their uh, jersey number. Uh, Alex Delvecchio going up against number twenty three overall in Bob Probert. Sergio, we'll start with you. This is a tough one. This is a really tough one. Uh, you know. We, I, none, none of us grew up watching either of these guys, but certainly Bob Probert was a lot uh, more recent in, in Red Wings alloy than Alex Del Vecchio. Um, I, I think I know where, how this one's going to shake out, so I'm going to do a little bit of a swan song for, for my man, Bob Probert. Uh, Bob Probert was God. absolutely critical. I hate how you say that, like we haven't been logical, Ethan. <laughs> this was an obvious. I'm losing my mind. Bob, this was a, this was a very Bob obvious Probert matchup. Was, Bob Probert was absolutely essential to the early development of Steve Eiserman. You know, the Red Wings got through a lot of years in the '80s when uh, when when Eiserman was an absolute superstar, scoring a ton of goals, uh, real flashy player, but but not much of a physical presence. Bob Probert was on the team for one reason and one reason only to protect Steve Eiserman. And he did that to such an extent that he found his way onto this bracket. Uh, he's one of the greatest fighters in the history of hockey. And that's sort of undisputable. Um, I don't think anybody would put him outside of the top three. Uh, we're very lucky to have called him a Red Wing, uh, but Bob Probert's not going to beat somebody that was on the production line. 
So uh, Alex Del Vecchio is going to move on. I yeah, hope you guys are. Alex Del Vecchio, 1,550 uh, games played, uh, 1,281 points. Kellyos had more. I mean, okay. Bob Prober was, he didn't have anywhere near the amount of skill or coolness that Tyler Bertuzzi had. You're comparing apples to oranges here. Uh, okay, we got a Russian five matchup coming up next. It's number 15 overall, Vladimir Konstantinov, first number 18. All right. You know, as somebody that grew up with both of these players as prominent uh, figures on the Red Wings during my time, uh, you know, I, I followed their careers very closely. And this is an incredibly, incredibly close matchup. And it's close because, so, simply because Vladimir Konstantinov's time as a Red Wing was cut short tragically after the 1997 Stanley Cup championship victory. Uh, I, you know, I don't need to rehash any of that, but he, he only played for the Wings for six years. Uh, versus Igor Leryanov, who I believe had three, three stints with the team, was a very unsung hero, uh, getting production out of the third and fourth lines. Um, well, well, well into his 40s. Uh, one of the longest tenured NHL players ever, somebody that played for uh, the Russian national team and was, was on that team when they lost them to the U.S. in the Miracle on Ice. Uh, Igor Larianov is another guy, just like Bob Probert, that we are very lucky to be able to say was a, was a Detroit Red Wing. Um, Vladimir, Konst- Vladimir Konstantinov, on the other hand, for about six years, was one of the most electric hockey players alive. He, we, we talked about uh, Nicholas Cronwall when we, when we knocked him out, how he was such a, uh, a superstar, such an icon for being the best hitter in the league. Well, he was nothing compared to the Vlad Mater. Uh, Vladimir Konstantinov hit guys into the solar system. He threw his body around. He he was he was famous for his hip checks, where he would he would you know get low and flip somebody over his back, and it was it was just absolutely a sight to behold. Um, he not only was he one of the great physical presences of the of the 90s NHL, he also was a was a fantastic player with the puck. He was a great defenseman. Um, he was a member of he, – he, he moved the puck just as well as anybody I've ever seen. Um, he was a dynamo, and it was a tragedy that we lost his playing career so early. Uh, Vladimir Konstantinov is going to move on. All right. I'm cool with that. Igor Larionov, by the way, uh, a Hall of Famer as well. He, should, uh, he played 14 seasons in the NHL, but he didn't come over here until he was uh, 29 years old. Uh, drafted right. in the 11th round in 1985, so – uh, I love Igor Larionov. I, I do remember him from those those early Red Wing or early two thousands Red Wing. The team. professor, yeah, the professor, a Hall of Famer, every single night. a Hall of Famer, the three time Stanley Cup winner, uh, and now he's an agent. So, uh, last matchup of the round of thirty two. This one is is a tough one. We have the number two overall Gordy Howe versus number thirty one overall Dylan Larkin. I mean, it, it, Sergio, we'll start with you. Who you got? To say that this was a close matchup with Dylan Larkin is quite an insult, Nolan. Cordy Howe moves on all day. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to go with. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? I'm gonna you know go what? with Dylan. I just think Dylan's a great player. 
I'm really excited to see what his future is with the Red Wings. And I remember that one time. <laughs> a, you know what? You know what? You know what? It's a shame. It's a shame though. You're outnumbered. It's going to be Gordy Howe going on. Oh, so. that's too bad. Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, that's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the, uh, the, the second part of the round of 32. Certainly had a lot of fun here. Nothing quite as preposterous as, uh, as the Henrik Zetterberg takes we had on yesterday's podcast. Uh, if you haven't listened to that one, do yourself a favor. Listen to the first half of the round of 32. It was great. I, I, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I couldn't do better for you guys who know that Chris Chelio should be moving on to the next round over Tyler Bertuzzi. I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but I'm going to try over this next week to figure out where I'm going wrong in this argument, this arguments and stuff. And I, I'm just going to try and figure it out. Cause I just don't have a clue. Just flatten the curve boys. Flatten the curve. That's really all that needs to be said. Subscribe, rate, review, if you wanna if you wanna trash us in the in the reviews, by all means, go for it. We probably deserve it every now it. and then. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Henrik. And as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, head on over to LO underscore Red Wings on Twitter and participate in our listeners poll. Uh, we're gonna keep putting out the listeners bracket as this goes on. So you can check that page uh, to see where you guys stand as well. Uh, we'll see you guys back on Monday, same time, same place. 